Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring, and we're the hosts of This Is That. Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This Is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Thank you so much. Harry Sounds. He said my name, and I, I don't know, I'm not great at math, but it sounded like about five and a half people went, woo! And you know what? We start small, but we'll build from there, Perry Sound. We'll, we'll make friends out of you. Fans out of you. Um, this is very nice. This is very exciting. What do you think? Let's get the show started. You guys feel good? You're a wonderful audience. I don't want to neglect you guys. How are you? I'm looking up somebody's skirt over there. Oh, I won't look up there. Is that a lighting fixture? Anyway, something exciting is happening up there. Uh, nice to, nice to see you all. Thank you so much for being here. We don't get to perform as much as we like to. So when we come out, and audiences are so generous with their laughter and good vibes. It means a lot to us too. And then uh, when that happens, comics just give you back everything they've got and it's a wonderful sort of symbiosis or synergy. And so thank you again from the bottom of my heart before we get started. First comedian coming to the show has done shows in this region in the past and uh, become a great friend of mine over the last decade. We do something with him uh, called the Icebreakers. He and his wife started the Icebreakers Comedy Festival. He works very, very hard at comedy. I'm so happy to have him here doing a set for you, everybody. Give him all your love. Jeff Paul! Hi, everybody. One more time for Ali Hassan eh? and the CBC. Coming all the way up here. Put on a nice show for you. I'm going to try and do that. I don't know how it's going to go, guys. I apologize off the top. I'm a comedian. I eat on the road. It's generally garbage most of the time. Uh, tonight for dinner, I ate a meatball sub out of a vending machine. And uh, it wants out, guys. It is, uh, it is rapidly moving past through my system right now. It's nice. it's nice to see everybody out here braving whatever variant's coming to get us this week, guys. It's been a weird couple years. It's been an odd, odd time, guys. I've been drunk for two years. I'll tell you that right now. I, uh, I went into COVID as a high-functioning alcoholic. Quickly became raging, guys. The, uh, Wheels fell off very fast, okay? That's what happens when your entire industry disappears overnight, you know? Gotta find a way to fill the void. I think I made more money in the past two years returning empties than I did doing stand-up comedy. And I made a lot of money returning empties, man. I, uh, I became pro. I was one of those uh, shopping cart at the liquor store guys. Huh? You see those dudes dancing through the aisles like they're leaving Las Vegas or what? It's a 1995 movie reference nobody gets. Okay, good. No Nicolas Cage fans here, all right. Uh, I noticed the shopping carts at my local liquor store had a place for your child. That shouldn't be an option, all right? That's a take what you can carry with your hands kind of place, okay? Quit wheeling your kids through your misery, all right? But that's what they wanted you to do at the beginning. Remember, they wanted you to stock up. They didn't want you to make multiple trips, you know? You had to shop for the week. You weren't just buying the tall can for the drive home anymore, you know? Oh, I've been packing on the pounds through COVID, guys. That's what happens when you drink four loaves of bread before you go to bed every night. <laughs> not helping. 
I think I'm gaining weight, though. I don't know. Everything's getting tighter. I have no way of measuring this, so I have one scale at home. It measures grams and ounces. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't think this thing's gonna hold me, you know? A like, hundred thousand grams! <laughs> Say the last 15,000 is the hardest to lose, guys, so... <laughs> Wish me luck, man. Uh, my eating is out of control, though. I burned my mouth on broccoli the other day, guys. Do you realize the level of gluttonous you have to be at? You can't give broccoli a few seconds to cool down. <laughs> it hit the table. I'm like, I better get that in my mouth. No, you better let it breathe, fatty, all right? <laughs> Mess. A friend of mine called me out the other day because I, I always eat my french fries before my burger. Does anyone do this? Do you eat your fries before your burger? Couple of you, you like hot french fries. This is what I told him. I'm like, I, I, I got to eat my fries when they're hot. He goes, what if you get too full, you can't finish your burger? <laughs> Yeah, that's never happened before, man. You usually got plenty of room in there for that second burger. <laughs> to which that he called me a fat bastard, which is nice to hear from a friend, you know? But another friend came to my defense. He's like, why don't you give him a break, man? It's not like he's American fat. <laughs> yeah. The nicest thing you guys ever said about me. The sexiest guy in Myrtle Beach, look out. <laughs> uh, but if you do work in the restaurant industry I got a quick hot tip for you uh, Stop sitting me in the storefront window of your restaurant Alright Me eating is not a good advertisement for your company I went out for Indian food alone the other day They sat me right front row Just sweating buckets into my chicken vindaloo People are walking by on the street in disgust I'm using naan to try and soap it all up Trying to eat healthier though, it's hard, man. I bought a cantaloupe the other day for the first time. Anyone here ever buy a cantaloupe before? I bought my first one, took it home, had no idea what to do with this thing. I had to go online and watch a video on how to cut open a cantaloupe. I'm Googling how to eat fruit. This is a problem, all right? <clears throat> Not my problem, maybe my wife's problem. I got one of those. Who's got a wife out there, huh? I, uh, I just celebrated my fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, thank you very much, thank you. It's uh, three years with my current wife, but I put in two years with some idiot before that, so I, uh, I'm not taking those points off the scoreboard, all right? I put my time in, okay? Second wife, happy life. That's what they tell you guys. <laughs> Do you guys know how hard it is to get a wife when half your wardrobe came free in a case of beer? Do you realize, realize the feat I've accomplished here? Anyone else enjoying Moosehead's summer line they rolled out or what, huh? Got t-shirts for days, man. T-shirts are the key to longevity in my marriage, so I'm leaving my t-shirt on throughout the entire thing. She is never gonna see what's going on under here. I'm gonna be like the fat kid at the swimming pool, because we don't know you're fat under that shirt, sir. That's a, that's a fantastic disguise you've come up with. <clears throat> I shouldn't poke fun, though. I got nothing pretty under here, man. I got back hair and stretch marks. I'm about 20 pounds away from being able to lick my own nipples, so that's exciting. Guys. Oh, that joke is getting dangerously close to not being funny to me anyway. Uh, but we're in love, me and my wife. We, uh, we found that out when COVID hit because it was just the two of us. Just staring back and forth at each other in a dark basement for two years, guys. But we made it through. I always knew I loved her. I just didn't know if I was quarantined in love with her, you know? But we got, 
we got through. We're feeling great, guys. I, I didn't want to come up here and brag, uh, but I got a big announcement. Me and my uh, me and my wife, we decided we are going to stretch another summer out of our Brita filter. So I'm excited right now, all right? <laughs> I'm locked in until September with this one. I feel good, guys. <laughs> uh, we don't have kids because uh, we're drunks, and we, uh, we chose that life instead, you know? Can't do both. Some can. We can't. Uh, we do have dogs, though. They're easy to take care of when you're drunk. Uh, we, got, uh, we got rescue dogs, because we're heroes, guys. We're, uh, we, we run into burning buildings. It's very dramatic. We save animals' lives, okay? Or we press a button on the internet, they show up at our house. Either way, <clears throat> either way, we got these dogs. Uh, we, got our, uh, we got our first dog uh, the very same night the Toronto Raptors won the championship. You guys remember that party, huh? That was, uh, that was a great time for my city, a great time for my country. Not a great time to introduce a scared little rescue dog in a downtown Toronto living, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Just riots and fireworks going off. I'm like, this is your new life now! <laughs> we do this every day! <laughs> that was a party though. Argos are never getting that party, I'll tell you that right now. They could win 10 Grey Cups in a row, nobody's showing up to your parade, all right? We got any CFL fans out there? Anyone like their professional athletes to have a day job or what, huh? You know, they're trying harder than anyone else. Just if I got a touchdown today, I'm calling it sick tomorrow. I don't care, man. Coach can't expect me to come in if I run for 100 yards. I think CFL is the only professional sport where a player has missed a championship game because they ran out of vacation days. <laughs> Sorry, coach, I didn't plan for the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got, uh, we got two dogs. Uh, we just got another dog a couple months ago. He's a little rescue hound from Tennessee. He's a Trump supporter, that's fine. We don't, uh, we don't talk politics in the house, you know? We come home from our walk, he hangs his little MAGA hat on the hook and we cuddle on the couch, guys. Leave that BS at the dog park, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's a good dog though, he's a good dog. I, uh... I, I'll tell you, I can't, uh, I can't be a parent, though. I know this, uh, because I, this is how I treat my dogs. I uh, was cleaning up after breakfast recently, and I had some cold bacon grease, don't worry, but I, cold bacon grease spilt it on my dog's head, and my only solution was to just bring the other dog in. <laughs> you can't do that with your kids, you know? You can't spill something on your son and then look at your daughter and be like, lick them clean or nobody gets dessert, all right? Come take you away. My dogs do get excited when they hear my weed grinder clanking together because they know it's walk time, eh? <laughs> oh, the old stoner's finally gonna get off the couch, all right? <laughs> See some sunlight. <clears throat> Are we a weed crowd out here in Perry Sound? Oh, yes. Yeah, a couple of you? All, all black market, eh? You guys don't go to a dispensary, do you? Everyone grows their own. I, I'm purely black market, guys. I'm not gonna pay tax on drugs, okay? <laughs> if Justin Trudeau wants a cut of my weed money, he's gotta drop it off of my house in a Honda Civic, all right? That's, uh... <laughs> The only way you're getting a piece, buddy. <laughs> uh, I remember the, uh, the summer of uh, 2020 when COVID was uh, crazy. Nobody knew what was going on. Me and my wife, we, uh, we, we ran up here to the woods. Uh, we, got a, we got a cottage uh, like out in the woods in uh, Magnetowan. This is a cabin in the woods. You've got to take a canoe to get to it. Just an outhouse. We did 110 days straight there. It was the greatest summer of my life. Didn't have to see a single one of you. All right? <laughs> the problem, though, was I brought... I brought what I thought was a summer's worth of marijuana, and uh, it was not. Uh, that, uh, that very big bag got very small very quick, guys, and you can't just buy weed in the woods. Found that out. Your guy's not just waiting behind a tree. I looked. 
ran out of weed for the first time in my adult life. And like, I'm a professional pothead. I don't run out, but I mean, I ran out this time. There was no roaches left. Everything in my grinder was scraped off. It was just me and my thoughts for four days straight, guys. And it turns out I've had arthritis this entire time. I, uh, I had no idea. <laughs> oh, too good, too good. Uh, here's a weird one, guys. Don't know how to tell you this. I, uh, my, uh, my mom uh, recently started dating somebody with the same name as me. Uh, <laughs> a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but the weird thing, though, is how I found out. Uh, <laughs> my mom called me at 12.30 on a Tuesday night asking when I was coming over. <laughs> I don't know, Mom, Christmas? <laughs> That's when she realized she dialed the wrong Jeff in her cell phone, guys. So I, uh, I got a booty call from my mom, is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know if any of the men here have ever received such a phone call from my mother. Not getting back to sleep after that one. <laughs> Does she call out his name? I don't want to know. Is my name now Junior? <laughs> uh, but my parents are divorced, obviously. Uh, Mom's not just out there dating Jeff's willy-nilly, you know? Parents got divorced when I was a kid. Perfect time, because I got two Christmases growing up, which you can't beat that, guys. It's just a, just a pissing contest between your parents, just trying to win your love. Keep that up, guys. We like that. Flip side of this is, oh, I'd get two of every holiday. Has anyone here ever had to do an Easter egg hunt in their dad's bachelor apartment? <laughs> it sucks, man. He'd hide me and my brothers in the bathroom while he drunkenly scattered eggs around. <laughs> now we can see through the beaded door where you're putting them, Dad. <laughs> I'm a horrible son, though. I still call my dad every year on his and my mom's wedding anniversary just to remind him she's not coming home. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest joke in the world, and for some time it was, guys. But then I got a divorce. And my dad got to make that phone call to me. <laughs> call me up my first anniversary without my wife, and he's just laughing. <laughs> I've been waiting years to make this phone call. <laughs> I'm glad he did, though. I need to laugh that day. You know, first anniversary without my wife, and I was, uh, I was wearing her wedding dress. <laughs> and I was running the car in the garage. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It was just a cry for help, all right? It, uh, it turns out it's virtually impossible to fill up a three-level parking garage with carbon monoxide. <laughs> CA had to come back twice with a gas can. <laughs> Second time he brought friends with him, he's like, you gotta see this freak. <laughs> My mascara's running everywhere. <laughs> I get into character, you know? Oh, but you learn a thing or two, though, after going through a divorce, and that's why my current wife, I made her sign a prenup, and I, uh, I know you guys don't like that, but I will not lose another PlayStation 2, all right? <laughs> all right, guys, you've been great. Enjoy the rest of your show. That is Jeff Paul, everybody. Good work, Jeff. He's got a cottage on the Mighty Mag. He's one of your people, as you probably know. You're probably yes, the reason he's here, of course. All right, it's too much of a coincidence. Hi, I'm Pat Kelly. And I'm Peter Oldring. And we're the hosts of This Is That. Hi. 
Are you kidding? For over a decade, we were radio's go-to source for completely fabricated news. You must be joking me. And now, we're back in podcast form. We've selected some of our favorite stories from over the years and put them in one convenient location. Sugar in the tap water. Bilingual dog park. Charging to see wildlife. This is That, coming soon on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, let me ask you this. How many people... Let's not point at my meatball head for too long. How many people listen to the show? How many people listen to Laugh Out Loud? Head? Great. Good to know. This next comedian uh, coming on, uh, she made uh, sort of her debut. Her big credit was on our show a few years ago in, in Kitchener-Waterloo at a comedy festival there. Fantastic set. Yes, good. But she did well in that town. So I give that town full respect. Great city to perform in. And uh, we're so happy to have her back. Give her all your love. Juliana Rodriguez. All right, how about another hand for your host, you guys? Hey, sick. <laughs> nice, I'll tell you guys something about myself. Uh, I'm the oldest daughter in my family. Anybody else severely mentally ill now? Anybody? <laughs> Some people with low self-esteem at the front. I love it, oppressed anger issues, cool. The oldest daughter, I think when you're the oldest sibling, man or woman, you're just basically like a teen mom. That is your whole thing. You're just a teen mom, just minus all of the parts that make a teen mom cool, you know? Like no cool tattoos, no piercings. It's like this didn't happen because I went to a party and had fun. This happened because my parents dressed up as a plug and an outlet for Halloween in 2002. That's why (laughs) they took a stupid joke too far. And now I have the same personality as the salmon option at a Jack Astor's. That's what's happening. You get no sympathy either. People don't care when you're like the oldest sibling. People don't care. I feel like if you see a teen mom in public, people are immediately struck with concern. They're like, oh, I hope she has a good support system and like an easy bake oven to make meals for the kid now. (laughs) But then when you're the older sibling, people don't care about your existence at all. Like I remember being a kid and adults talking to me and they're like, don't worry, it's tough now, but you're gonna grow up to be so hard to talk to at parties. Oh my God. You're gonna have the vibe of an oppressed ancestor, okay? There's nobody, have fun reliving your teen years when you're 25 and it makes everybody uncomfortable. That's what's waiting out there for you. I honestly thought about getting a belly button piercing recently. That was a thing that crossed my mind, honestly, a belly button piercing. But I was like, no, you don't, you don't want a belly button piercing. You just want somebody to take you to an appointment for once. That's all you want. Cool. I wasn't joking about being mentally ill. Uh, I have OCD, which is pretty cool. Anybody here know what that is? You guys kind of? Not really. I mean, some of you are old enough that you're like, we don't believe in mentally ill people. So that's... I feel like this is kind of a push and pull effect. I feel like not only do I have to convince you that it is real, but I also have to tell you what it is. Kill two birds with one stone in this set. OCD, basically what it is, it's, uh, it's similar to people that collect crystals, okay? <laughs> Very similar. One small difference, though, instead of using, like, a feather to protect my room and waving it around, I have to do, like, the Cotton Eye Joe before bed. That's the only <laughs> major difference. Like, I have a fear of a fire breaking out in my room in the middle of the night. Like, I have a legitimate fear every night that my house is gonna burn down in flames. But instead of like checking the fire alarms before bed, I'm like, no, you know what? I have to go touch the convenience store three times. That's what I gotta do. 
just to make sure that I stay safe at night. I do have a friend that's really into crystals, though. She likes doing stuff like that. And she's like, whenever you feel anxious, just, like, burn some sage. And I'm like, okay, you know that you're also mentally ill, right? Yours is just learned from TikTok, okay? (laughs) Mine is more of, like, a genetic grassroots (laughs) mental illness. It comes from within, you know? Like, we were at a party recently, and I was feeling kind of anxious. I wanted to leave. And she's like, you know what's actually really cool? You should burn some sage. And I was like, please don't do that. That is so embarrassing, (laughs) okay? Don't do that. But then she lit it, and it filled the room up with smoke. And then everybody left, and the fire alarms went off. I was like, hang on a second. That actually did make me feel really good. Thank you for bringing that to me. A lot of people tell me to do mushrooms because I have anxiety. You guys do mushrooms up here in Perry Sound? Take some mushrooms, look at the water. You know what I mean? That's cool. A lot of people tell me to do mushrooms for anxiety. And just based on how they pitch it to me, I know that it's never going to work out. They're like, no, it repairs dead brain cells. It's like, I'm sure that that's true. But telling somebody to do mushrooms because it repairs dead brain cells is like telling somebody to get really drunk because sleep is good for you. Just like somebody has insomnia and you hand them a bottle of tequila being like, finish this. (laughs) You might try to run naked and stab a police officer, but you will fall asleep at some point. I don't know. I don't know when. It might be for eight hours. You might repair some dead brain cells too with that eight hour nap of yours. It's weird. Or they tell you that it makes you more woke. They're like, oh, it increases your awareness. You know, it opens your mind. I'm like, I have anxiety. Do you know what that means? My brain, as soon as my brain gets bored, I start questioning reality. You know what I mean? I don't need something to help that out. Like if I'm accidentally walking around a home sense for longer than I need to be, my brain has too much free time. Picking up a lemoncello candle about to smell it and I'm just like, oh, you know what? Just remember time isn't real. Gotta put that back. (laughs) Need to go home and play Sudoku while I clean my bathroom. That's what I need to do with the rest of my evening. You guys trying to support local businesses after the pandemic? That's cool. I'm a white woman, so what that means for me is just supporting the one coffee shop up the street from where I live. That is the ceiling at which I support local businesses. I don't really know. Everybody that works at like a local coffee shop is not conducive to who I think needs my money right now. I don't know if you guys have experienced this at all. So I was like a young, cool looking, just like young person. I'm like, I don't know who I'm helping right now, right? It's like $12 for a coffee. And the girl that hands it to me is wearing like a Veld Music Festival wristband. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what is this money going towards? Your third septum piercing? I have no idea. Am I fueling your family's dreams or your parents' worst nightmare right now? I have no idea. But if you've paid attention, I noticed that whenever I shop at like local retail places like Walmart, (laughs) Sephora, like the big pharmas of the retail, like everywhere you're not supposed to shop, all of the employees have some insanely traumatic story for you. And it makes you want to legitimately support them. Like I wish they had a small business that I can support. Like I was at Sephora recently and this woman came up to me to help me out and she was like, yeah, she was like talking to me about how she like fled her country from her abusive husband. I was like, you could put anything in this basket right now and I will buy it. You know what I mean? I don't care. $150 for an eyelid cream? Sure. Sounds good. I don't care. That works for me. I don't know. I think there needs to be a swap. I think everybody that works in retail should swap with everybody that works at like local coffee shops just to get the story straight, right? Like the next time I walk into an independent bookstore 
and like somebody with an angry haircut looks at me. I want them to be like, no, we got rid of the sci-fi section. That's for people without real issues, okay? Here's a memoir about being the oldest daughter. I wrote it. And I'd be like, sure. You know what I mean? No problem. It's pretty chill. I, uh, I spent a lot of money on face creams over the pandemic. You guys like doing that? Self-care stuff? Okay, two people. Okay, cool. You guys don't need to. You have a relaxed lifestyle here in Perry Sound. You don't need face creams. But like I said, I'm 25, and a lot of people tell you when you're in your 20s that you have to like moisturize your skin a lot so that when you're like 30, you don't have one wrinkle. I'm like, okay, God forbid I smile in the sun one time. You know what I mean? And I get one wrinkle. Like being a woman sucks, and I kind of learned that over the pandemic because of all the face creams I bought. Like we become 90 so fast in the eyes of society. It is, it is sad, right? You know, like we get one gray hair, people start offering us priority seating on public transit. You know what I mean? offer to chew our food for us and stuff. It's too, just 90 so fast. Like the other day I just yawned at 3 p.m. and a Werther's original showed up in my pocket, you guys. It <laughs> truly happens so fast. I think we have to stop getting celebrities to endorse beauty products. I think that's something we have to stop doing. Like Jennifer Aniston right now is the face of Aveeno. I'm like, this is who we pick to represent the reality of aging, a woman who looks 19 because she sold her soul to the devil decades ago. <laughs> like, I can guarantee you Jen Ann isn't using a vino night cream before bed, right? She's using, like, goat's blood and the soundtrack of crying babies to relax, you know what I mean? It's a very different nighttime regime. We look at her, we're like, oh, I wish I could look that good. It's like, yeah, you could look like whatever you want if you don't mind your skin burning when you're in the same room as a crucifix. That's... You can practically shapeshift if you hover over a fire upside down for long enough. That is true. That is true. I was doing a lot of online dating over the pandemic. I don't know if you guys do that here, some online dating stuff. Did some online dating. And something that I noticed uh, is a lot of the guys on there that have nothing to offer you materialistically or spiritually, just like are afraid you're gonna get attached to them. It makes no sense. Like they have literally nothing to offer you. And there's like, oh, just so you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's like, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? We met on a free dating website, okay? I brought a garbage bag on this date in case I had to throw up or kill you in self-defense, you know? That is fine. The only thing that's getting attached is your address to several of my friends' emails. You know what I mean? Just in case your mustache matches your personality, you anemic Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what's happening here. I keep accidentally going out with guys that produce music. I don't know if you guys know what that means. If you have any here in Perry Sound, like music producers, I'm like, that's not a real job, is it? A music producer, I was like, that can't be right. This is our third date at Ripley's Aquarium. You know what I mean? You're not a music producer, Dr. Dre. That's not what's happening here. And I'll get them to like describe their job to me. I'm like, okay, so what does that entail? And they're like, basically, I take songs that already exist and I play them out loud for my friends. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you listen to the radio is what... Sounds like you're just listening to the radio. Like, imagine getting back to a guy's house and he's like, don't touch that, that's my DJ booth. It's like, actually, that's an iPod stacked on two self-help books, is what that is. <laughs> it's not even charged. Uh, you guys have been so much fun. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you so much.
That's Juliana Rodriguez. Let's let her hear one more time. Harry Sound, this was a treat. You know, every time we come to a new place, we're like, well, I hope they hope they like us. I hope we like them. I hope it's a good relationship. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. These uh, sets you heard, if people didn't make it to the show and you want to be like, this is where we were. This is what, it's, it's Laugh Out Loud. It's on CBC. It's uh, terrestrial radio on Fridays and Saturdays, but also anytime they can go to the website within the next few weeks or month or so, this will be here. But uh, it was my great pleasure to be part of this. I'm Ali Hassan. Thank you so much. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.